Hello. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> we are your Shuffologists, back for another week, another fabulous round yeah. of songs on our playlist of our Shuffology choices. Yes, and we'd like to welcome back Josh Devetta, who oh. was away on assignment last week. <laughs> and by assignment, we mean he was disorganized and <laughs> forgot that we had to record something and booked a very important engagement <laughs> that same night. Sorry, everyone. You know, I missed you all, though. Yes, we missed, missed you, you too. But um, shout out to Zane. Thanks for holding the fort for us, so mate. Cool. He does well, doesn't he? He, do, he does well speaking on the fly. I have to he does. <laughs> yeah, really it's just like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. I admire that tenacity, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm, yeah. But no, it feels good. It feels, to be, feels good to be back in my chair. Um, air cons on. Like, it's, yeah. it's a good night. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good feeling. Wonderful. We're cooled and we're ready to bring you songs from across the pond. That's right, people. We're talking about New Zealand. Yeah. That fabulous, teeny little country. Um, it is a country because it's there are some people who believe that it's part of Australia. It's not. Well, there's people. Okay. <laughs> do you it's mean not. Americans? It's not. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> but they are our neighbours. They are our neighbours. And yeah. they are, are COVID free country. <laughs> Are they? I'm pretty I sure. They did had they a, have a little research. They did. Oh, like it was like so, it was so minuscule. But she was yeah. straight onto it. Look, oh, we stand, so we stand just into art in our household. Yes. Personally, she's a we, great political leader. I think Australia in my opinion. needs a din mother like her. Right yes. now, we've got an accountant dad. Yes, <laughs> an absentee father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also love that she just like gets on Facebook and does a live chat or Instagram. Right? right? Yeah. Talk yeah. to the people. Yeah, she's amazing. Talk to, talk to the people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. so good. Was yeah. that your New Zealand? Oh, talk to the people. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> multi- there, there is multiple dialects involved um, because uh, there's like you know white New Zealand, and then there's like, hey, bro, how you doing? Oh, this is yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on beach, I'm beach days, yeah, bro. Yeah. Which is, oh, do you like that accent? It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty thank good. you. I do have many distant cousins from <laughs> from New Zealand who are Maori, uh, but I'm back to Grace. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I've never actually been to New Zealand. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. I've been, like, so many times. Um, have you? I have. Well, I, I um, predict it's going to be our next bubble. I have such a huge connection mm. to it. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been wanting to go for a while. Um, and nearly everyone I know has gone. Mm. <laughs> I've met yes. much family from there, uncles and aunties and lots of friends. And, yeah, I feel like I'm very connected to the place that I've never been. I want to go oh. in the winter. That's when I want to go. It's cold. Yeah. I went in the spring and it was really cold, but it's gorgeous. The South Island, I think, is probably my favorite location. Yeah, my mum and stepdad just went on their honeymoon there, like just like seven years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> besides it being know. a great tourist destination, it's also known for some great oh, music as well. Some great music. <laughs> Thank you. Getting us back on track, George <laughs> Vetter. Thank you. And everyone's gone to this dialect now. It's going to be the whole episode. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I was so Australian. Yeah. I can't do. I can't do a Kiwi. I, I can't. Well, <laughs> well, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back next with Asabi's choices. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Just, am I meant to interview her? Are you interviewing? Uh, no, I think I had to interview her. No. No, you. No, I interview you. God, you're you're sorry. revealing the secrets of the show. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. One uh, week, one week and yeah, I'm all in a shambles. All just like now. my life. All right. Sorry. I'll shut up now. Asabi. Yes, lovely. <laughs> Tell me, what songs have you discovered? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I don't really know a lot of New Zealand artists. Um, I know a few. And then there was one, like one of the ones that I wanted to know was taken by somebody else. I will not mention his name. It was definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) So I also wanted to include a song that um, sort of represented the Maori culture of New Zealand as well. And not being from New Zealand, not being in Australia long enough to know much about New Zealand, that was a little bit of a struggle. But I I was able to find one, and I'm I'm going to talk about the song that led me to find this cultural tune. So, the first song that I'm 
going to talk about on my list is Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, shout yeah. out to Liam Madden. Oh. Hi, Liam Madden. This we dialect's not going to stop, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really <laughs> tell. It sounds too... Anyway, so <laughs> this was this song, Don't Dream It's Over. It was a huge hit, so we got it in America as well. It was oh. huge. It's a big song. It was off of their 1986 debut album of the same name, Crowded House. Yes. And um, to me, the song is about... And to them as well. They have said this that the song is about hope and about not giving up and i i love the song because i feel you know like there's this little guitar riff that which i just feel is so smooth and soothing it like the whole song is just really comfortable and then you've got this underlying bass line that's really nice it, it's like a warm blanket just sort of <laughs> enveloping you and then neil's vocals are just great in there that song. There is freedom within. Exactly. There is freedom without. I don't remember the words. Some are Trying to catch the deluge in a paper cup. Oh, exactly. see, this is why we see. have white people on the podcast, because they know that song. <laughs> you know what's sad? I've performed every fucking word. I used to, <laughs> there you go. I performed this song for years with my covers band. We haven't performed it in a very long time, but it was it one of the first songs. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the first mm. songs that we learned as a covers band. Now, it was written by Neil Finn, and it went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in America. It was only stopped by Aretha Franklin and George Michaels. I knew you were waiting. Oh, I love that song. Mm. Yeah. was hard. I didn't So I know the words of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and APRA ranked it number two in New Zealand and number seven on Australia's best songs oh, of sh- all time. Shout out to APRA. Yeah. Shout yeah. out wow. to APRA. It is. It's a huge yeah. tune. It's a very huge tune. Um, and now there's a New Zealand artist by the name of Stan Walker who performs the song in Maori. Oh, Every, stunning. Yeah, yeah, he started, I believe, in 2014. He started performing it in Maori, and now in all of his concerts around the world, wherever oh. he goes, he performs this song in Maori. And I was looking for a recorded version of it, but I don't think he's ever recorded it. I right. think it's So it's just, just like live YouTube videos. Yeah. Okay. And that's all, like, that's all he does. He just performs it live, so he's never actually recorded the song. He's got a beautiful voice. Oh, he does. Absolutely stunning. The last Australian Idol winner. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, in 2009, okay. and then we didn't have Idol after that. Well, he shut it down, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think the ratings also had something yeah. to do with it uh-huh. as well, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, so that brings me to my second. So listening to, doing the research on Don't Dream It's Over and finding Stan Walker led me to a Stan Walker song. And forgive me if I say this wrong. Um, Eoteroa? Yes. Yep. Is that how it's I mean, I don't know. It means, (laughs) doesn't it mean love or hello or family or something like that? Um, I thought it was a city. (laughs) No, no. No, it's the the New Zealand greeting. Yeah, Eoteroa. That's what you say. Yeah. yeah. That's what what I thought it was. Yeah. I was like, that bitch would say hello. Yeah. So in 2014, he released this single called Eoteroa. And it features him and Rhea Hall and Troy Kingy and Maisie Rika. So it's a song that was inspired by the 1984 song Poie, which is the only Maori song to ever reach number one on the New Zealand charts. That's insane. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. And wow, it was crazy. Yes, and it was written and released in celebration of Maori Language Week, which takes place down in New Zealand. And the goal was to write another and release another song that could potentially get to number one on the New Zealand charts. And the song only made it to number two. New Zealand, you didn't do what, what you blocked to it. Do. I don't know. It was Lord Royals for sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't. Uh, hmm, I don't know. I I didn't check. I don't remember what blocked it. Oh, I cannot remember. That's all good. It's all That's good. Fine. Not anyway. important. Not yeah, important. Anyway, so the song the song was released just as a single in 2014, and then Stan created an EP in 2019 and put the song on the EP. So then the distance between albums. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, going, so. Maybe he was, you know, he was like, oh, I need five songs. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote four. Here's one. Um, because it had never been released on an album. So right. it was only okay, released cool, cool, as a cool, cool, single. Cool, cool. Yeah. And so I love this song because to me, it is quintessential island song with, you know, the harmonious voices and the blending. It's so beautiful. It's got elements of reggae and ska. And it's just, I just thought it was a really beautiful song, even though I didn't mm. know what it was saying. Um, oh, and the version that he released in 2019 is an English language version. Right, well. okay, cool, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So, so he did change it up a little bit. So that's my second song. 
My third song is called Wandering Eye by Fat Freddy's Drop. What did you call me? Right? (laughs) (laughs) So now this was the first single that they released off of their debut album based on a true story in 2005. And it's it's really one of the things that I recognize about New Zealand's music is that it, it does have that sort of laid back island vibe. So mm. everything is it, it like it's upbeat, but it's it's not like, huh, 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 you know, like really hard sort of rock or it, it's just a really kind of relaxed sound like it's you know this song it it's got it's very reggae it's got this staccato soothing sort of drum beat that goes through it and the horns are not like blaring at you but they're just really soft and kind of held back so it's a blend of trumpet sax and trombone um and then it it almost has a bit of a jazzy feel to it as well um there's flute that's playing little accents throughout it and you know how i love a flute so it's just it's just really beautiful, and the you know it's got these soulful backing vocals that come in over the top, and and they're all the band is singing in unison, and I love it when a band does that because mm. it's just a beautiful blend of voices. And then of course my favorite thing, it's got hand claps and a synthesizer, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. So this was their like I said their first single. It reached uh, number six on the New Zealand charts, so that's where it peaked. But it stayed on the charts for seventeen weeks, oh. and it did acquire gold status in 2010 so it took it five years but it eventually reached gold status i'd still hang that plaque on my wall yeah definitely yeah Yeah, you should definitely show it off (laughs) um all right my next song see if i can get this working is a song that i've performed and a lot (laughs) and i love this song i think it's probably one of the standard songs that cover bands do april sun in cuba by dragon that's right i love that song it's just it's such a, f- it's just a fun song. It's, it is. It's so feel good. Yeah, yeah, it's feel good. It's freeing. It it's goes well with vodka. Yeah. I will yes. tell you what I would say so many drinks of choice. <laughs> yeah. <in your> fit. <laughs> yes. If it's lychee flavored, I'm there. It, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's definitely one of those tunes that you leave towards the end of the night when everybody has, you know, they're well uh, liquored, inebriated, inebriated yeah. and yeah, yeah, liquored yeah. up. Yeah, when they can throw their heads back. Yeah, yeah. and they <laughs> sing. They yeah. sing at the top of their lungs, and people. It never gets old. It never gets old. Yeah. People just love it, and it yeah. just. It's just one of those songs that makes you feel good. Mm, excuse me. So now this was off of their fourth studio album. It was released in 1977. So before mm. you guys were around, uh, <laughs> it was off of the album <laughs> Running Free, and it reached number nine on the New Zealand singles. And uh, so back in the day, we had these in Australia, they had the Kent Music Report, which became the Australian Music Report in 1987 and ran until 1999 and was eventually replaced by the Arias, who started their chart in 1988. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So it was number two on, and Kent was a guy in Australia. It was a music enthusiast who just ran his own chart of top 50 tunes, and that's what everybody looked at. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Um, yeah, some guy, mm, some guy Kent. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, so that's April Sun in Cuba, and I love that song. It's just a great song. And now my final track, because I mean, I don't know that you can talk about New Zealand music without this woman, Kimbra. Hey, yeah. well, give her a clap. Hi. Give her a clap. To her. I have a feeling she'll be mentioned quite often yes, uh, in I this think podcast so. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Kimbra, and oh. I, <laughs> I was flopping a sabi, not Kimbra. <laughs> but I wanted her on this because I know how big she is and how influential she is, and and I, you know, I was listening to some of her tracks, and I was like, hmm. Hmm. And then I came across this one called Old Flame, which is off her Vows album, yes, it 2011. Is, yes. yeah. And it was never released as a single. No. So I think only three songs off of that album were released. But I really liked this. So it's got this four chord progression in the middle that starts and then it becomes layered as the song progresses. Mm. And it's really soft. You know, it's just this soft layering, but it builds in intensity as her vocals build in intensity. So Kimbra is yeah. known for having this sort of soprano-y, airy, kind of breathy, ethereal sound in her voice. It is ethereal, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And <laughs> How are you guys saying that word? <laughs> oh, ethereal. It should be, oh, it should be ethereal, right? No, I yeah. say ethereal. Thank you. Is that? I've never had know. it said like that before. Really? Ethereal. I've said it that way in my entire life. 
and I'm older, so there. And oh. older. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, is it one of those American things where it could you say be. aluminum and just ignore the well, extra no, I? You know but what I mean? Like, aluminum is spelled two different ways, though. So okay. there is an aluminium and then there's aluminum. So oh, it is spelled okay. two different that, I've researched the history of that. But anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning of the song, Kimra's voice is kind of it's smooth and sexy and it is kind of sung in a little bit lower register. And then as she's, it's almost like a climax, like as she's getting into the chorus it just rises into that light airy ethereal (laughs) (laughs) she's quick (laughs) sound and it's just it's it's a beautiful transition and then just as you start the second verse you've got these like syncopated drum beats that come in and i love syncopated drum and and it just like it just carries out throughout the rest of the song and it's just so beautiful it's lovely like you can tell it's been multi-tracked and it's it's just gorgeous the way all of the different layers of voices come in it's like mm. a beautiful cacophony of sound oh lovely it is. Cacophony. it's beautiful mm. have uh, you seen there's um she had uh oh man i can't remember the artist's name but um one of her a portrait of her was made for the Archibald Prize. Oh, okay. A couple of years ago, and um, and someone made kind of a video clip to that song using that. The painting's really beautiful. She's like in a, in a red dress from like a dodgy hotel hotel oh. room bed or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really beautiful. Mm, it's sort I'll of like the that. the way the painting's painted, like the kind of swishing movement of the brush looks um mm. suits the song. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's a beautiful song. So I definitely yeah. want to check. It's a beautiful description as well. Thanks, Grace. Thank um, and so because this song was never technically released as a single, it didn't chart. Yeah. But it's still a beautiful song, and I think she should go back and release it. Mm. Yeah. Just beautiful. Thank you, Asabi. No worries. Those are for those offerings, songs. New Zealand offerings. Yes. Um, and lovely to hear some moldy in there. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Yeah, yeah. it is a beautiful song. I can't say it. I apologize. I I apologize to New Zealand. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to get the resident New Zealand helper and, um, in the wings. And maybe we'll, <laughs> does anyone have a quick text yeah. <laughs> that we can ask? I should, I know. <laughs> can you spell phonetically how to say yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, send, send a voice to us. All right, yeah. I will, anyway. I'll get on top of that. Okay, thank All you. Right. Well, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Josh Tabata. And we're back. And today we are talking about songs from across the pond, from our brothers and sisters in New Zealand. And we just heard My Choices, Asabi. And now we are going to ask the lovely Josh Devena what his choices are. Hi. Hello. All right. Well, I I had one way I was going to talk about it. Now I'm going to change it up. So... Um, because we've already mentioned Kimbra, so I don't want to like it's not it's not an exciting moment to talk about it now. So <laughs> anyway, I'm always excited to hear about Kimbra. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Well, I'm going to talk about the Vows album as well because I bloody loved that album when it came out. It was a huge album when I was in university as well. Right. Um, when Settle Down dropped, the first time I ever heard it was not the single. Um, my lecturer had po- had played a video on the w- on the wall of um her in uh, some random festival at the Spotify festival in LA. Yeah, okay. Oh, doing okay. when she cuz she does it with loops. We've talked about this before I think briefly how I watched her do it and it stuffed up on the night yes, sort of thing. Yes. Um but anyway, this song is settled down, written by Kimbra and Francois Tetas. Mm. I think that's yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think he wrote and, a lot of the songs with her on that album. And I love that it starts off boom 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 boom. Oh no, that's the loop version. The 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 album one. Yeah, the album one. It's like a fade in <laughs> of like meow meow. It's like all these different sounds. She wrote the song when she was sixteen, by the way. And then wow. they, it, but it, it went through quite a few developments, yeah. sort of thing. And then when she finally worked with this particular particular production team, this is the version that we know now. Anyway, so she's sixteen and she's single. Well, she's not sixteen. Okay. When she was 16, she's writing lyrics, I want to settle down. 
settle down. I don't know why. Yeah, right. Um, settle down. This, like tongue and cheek feel to down. it. And then she's like, I want to raise a child. And then you hear in the back, and I love that the background, uh, it's because it's a very vocal based song too. So you hear the um, backgrounds like, because she has a very particular vibrato as well. Mm. It's like, and she has a very like bright timbre in, her vo- in my mm. opinion. Mm. Well, when she goes high, her timbre gets brighter naturally, yeah. you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. We won't get too vocal nerdy here on this, <laughs> uh, on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, but I just remember being really drawn to the performance when I first saw her and go, oh, like, because back then, like, Josh Devetta only listened to Mariah Carey. Exactly. <laughs> Still nothing has changed now, but like, <laughs> but um. <laughs> you know, I, I had a friend who, well, I met her after this period of her life, but when, when she said when she was, I think, 16, she discovered Mariah Carey and she didn't listen to anything else yep. for like two years because she felt she would be cheating on Mariah Carey. Well, wow. It, well, it's, a hu- it's a huge catalogue of music to get through as well and I look forward it one season for us to though. go through it. Um, well, she has... How a, many albums she has... I'll tell you, Mariah. Hey, Mariah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Mariah. No, she has. I'm pretty sure she has 16 albums now. I'm pretty sure. But um, yes. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, anyway, Kimbra. Yeah, back to Kimbra. <laughs> um, also, she had this really. I always loved her bangs and everything like that. But anyway, this song is really, really sick. Like I listen to it now and still get excited by it. But YouTube her live looping version of it because it's yeah. really, really captivating. I have it's, to say, it's cool. Isn't it? And yeah. it was back when looping was kind of still cool. Right now, it's like everybody oh, does everyone it. bloody does it now. Yeah. And not that it's not impressive. Like, mm. um, but I find a lot of people don't do it well because once they've, uh, I, it's this weird thing that I have like okay you might have started a half a semitone out in a background vocal and you're just committing to it anyway mm. but I, but the the nerd in me is just like it's wrong <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> well, yeah and yeah. I, I also think it's it's like back then what was it what what year did vows come out about um, 2011 yeah, yeah and this spotify video i'm pretty sure was from like 2010 the one that okay. i saw yeah, yeah. and wow. so and it's sort of like now a looping station is so available to everyone yes. but it, what again like wasn't the same mm. accessibility it wasn't the same like renown that you could easily well you can loop everything just from your iPad you don't even need to yeah. buy the yeah. hardware anymore because That's you can right. do it everything from an iPad or yeah. your phone even yeah so it's like anyone could do it without having to have much skill at it yeah. well, so that's true well Charlie Puth wrote an entire album basically like on his phone yeah right wow. uh, and all that kind of stuff anyway so yeah so but we love Kimbra we stand her in we this household yeah, and, and in this podcast as well actually because <laughs> Gracie is such a fan <laughs> yes alright well um, now this next song I want to talk about, it's very special to me. Um, the artist is Brooke Fraser. And um, I grew up very I grew up very Christian. So Brooke Fraser was like a huge megastar in the Christian world as well because she's very open about her faith and everything. Like she was involved with Hillsong Church for a very mm. long time as well. But this song is from her second album, Albertine, which I believe is like her renaissance album like because it was the soft it was the follow-up to what to do with daylight <clears throat> sorry excuse me um her writing is just like she writes like like, like sonnets in my <laughs> in, in my opinion she very she writes love like she writes love she writes about love but i don't feel cringy when i listen to it it's like yeah, it's oh cheese, yeah it's not know? cheese yeah. it's like this is stunning so i chose deciphering me which was like her lead single from that album at the time mm. <clears throat> It starts with acoustic guitar. She's like, friend, it's getting late. We should be going. Um, and she films it in Tokyo, um, hmm. like the music video. And I, lo- I love Japan. Like, it's a great place. <laughs> what yeah. a, like, I, I'd film all my content in Japan if I could, <laughs> just because of all those oh, neon man. lights yeah. and all that kind of stuff and just the amazing cityscape scenery, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was released in 2006, to, well, slash 2007, <laughs> you know, because global releases back then were a lot longer. Um, I remember, um, shout out to one of my dear friends that I've been friends with for nearly 20 years, Grace. We used to drive around in her, in her Hyundai XL, or we used to call it the Hyundai Eggshell because it was that small. <laughs> and no other album played for at least three or four months than this one. So wow. she picked this back when I didn't have my license. She would pick me up and I'd come in and be like, friend, it's getting there, like all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't like a huge fan of her because I was, very, as I said, I was listening to Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. So to me, great music was all the big, divas yes sort of thing or, or the r&b mm. singers all that kind of stuff mm. so it took me a while to warm up to the whole like oh people can be good and not riff down the house like what's that yeah, you know sort yeah, of thing like i had yeah. this so and so i actually like 
call Brooke Fraser almost like a touchstone for me because it was like it was my access point to this whole pl- larger plethora of music mm. and to appreciate more than just how it sounds but like these are stunning lyrics that are coming out of this person as well which is yeah so decide for me Brooke Fraser love it can't wait to listen mm. to it on the playlist uh, lots of uh, memories attached to that um, also <clears throat> and uh, around the similar time a uh, artist from that from New Zealand came out called Lady Hawk. Mm. And she had a quite a successful song here in Australia. It didn't like go like top ten, it was like top twenty. And the song was called My Delirium. And back then like Lady Gaga was out as well. So some people get confused between Lady Hawk and Lady Gaga right. or that kind of, and and also her sound is very similar to LaRue. Remember LaRue? Yeah. This time baby I'll be so that's oh, not the song. Yeah, but yeah. It's like a similar era as well. Similar era, yeah. yeah. So that late two thousands sort yeah. of thing. And yeah, I but I remember this I would because I used to work at a boost juice back in the day mm. yes I was a manager <laughs> I'm still waiting for my recipes oh yeah yeah I'll get on to that <laughs> yeah. but um I mean I remember this song would come on the on the uh, playlist back in the day so mm. we used to burn everything onto CDs and then I finally got an iPod classic and it was all over after that mm. <laughs> 160 gigabytes of, of our oh memory God. and and I and I think that's why I'm still the playlist king now in my friend amongst my friendship circles because I just loved like putting that all together. Mm. And my iPod Classic had the clicky wheel. Yeah, the clicky wheel or the ASMR of that. It's like when the iPhone used to make a noise when you or does it still make a noise when you plug it into charge? Oh, my phone's always on silence. Yes, that's why I miss a lot of messages. I was, but I just can't handle like my phone going ding like all the time like no that's anxiety inducing Mm -hmm. but yeah Lady Hawk I just thought this song was really really cool Um, with the song it actually sold 70,000 copies here in Australia which is actually quite big Mm. Um, because she kind of had that transition from like went from like Triple J and then like Oz Stereo picked it up and everything like that Um, and it got to number nine New Zealand so it was okay. like quite a big song in New Zealand. It just wasn't like like it didn't have like that huge crossover, like other Triple J artists get, I, I guess, in that way. But I remember listening to it at Boost Juice all the time, going, "Oh, this is a cool song. Who sings this?" Someone's like, "It's Lady Hawk." I'm like, "Lady Gaga?" No, Lady Hawk. I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> sort of yeah. thing. That that's the dialogue that happens in my head. Um, now, shout out to all my friends from the mid 2000s <laughs> because I'm about to give you some nostalgia right now. <laughs> there was a really like huge rapper from New Zealand at the time, and his name was Scribe. Mm-hmm. And Scribe was I don't know what like I can't tell you how he made it in Australia but it something happened and it worked. Yeah. And he actually was getting huge in the festival rings cuz Australia and New Zealand we have really amazing festivals and they actually put this song so the song's called Dreaming which was so that he actually releases as a double A side mm-hmm. to um oh, what song was it was um so so nice that's the, that's the song. And it was just, and the song's just basically about him aspiring to be successful. That's the whole dreaming. Yeah. So he's there saying, like, you know, one day I'm going to make it in New York. One day I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, t- you know, leave all my shitty friends behind and oh, make it well, big, sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah, and I always dug Scribe. I thought he was really cool. I was also really into hip hop and R and sure, yeah. all that back in the day. Mm. And as I think I've said in the podcast before, but a lot of my friends weren't listening to that yep. because I had I went to a Christian school. We had a lot of white people at that mm-hmm. school, <laughs> and so we were, so when I was in high school, the biggest artists were all was when the emo punk movement started and so yes can i ask how did you access those sounds yeah like if your friends aren't into it and your family maybe isn't encouraging it yes well that's an interesting question like i used to listen to the radio under the covers at night yeah yeah that's one thing so the the kyle and jackie hot 30 countdown Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um also i had lots of great friends that um, would burn CDs for me yeah. and that kind of. So yeah. I think like back then I was a pirate. <laughs> yeah, so and, and, yeah. Well, no, and then and then and then when I discovered LimeWire for myself, then yeah, I didn't right. have to uh, you know call upon my friends to educate me. I could have just educated myself basically. Yeah. But yeah, but I remember like yeah, this this, this song got a lot of radio play, especially in Brisbane because I remember hearing it a lot. Like in mm. like you walk past JJ's like clothing store and it would be playing or Boost Juice, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh, back when you didn't have to pay like a license to play music. Music and all right, that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm. Times they have changed yeah, and good because the songwriter should get paid. Radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so Song Dream, really, really good. Um, huge song in New Zealand. Um, he actually, that Song Dream actually ended up being on a like New Zealand festival compilation album as well, which also helped the success of it because it, he actually got huge 
like he did a performance, I think it was at the Pacifica Festival or something like that, and that kind of like set his trajectory, you know, mm. um, and rise to his stardom sort of thing. And it's really, really like I, I, I dig him, but it's kind of sad that he's probably not like he's not doing the rounds anymore and things like yeah. that. But you, you know, know, does he still make music? I would have. I didn't no research idea. past this song to be yeah. quite honest. <laughs> um, but I, I haven't heard him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if there are any Scribe fans out there, let us know. When did yeah. when did his podcast at gmail.com. Mm. Yes. <laughs> when did this song come out? When did he release it? 2003, 2004. So it was okay, quite a long, long time ago. Oh, well, not too long ago. I mean, it wasn't like 1970. 17 years, darling. It's a long time. Well, it wasn't 30 either. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's right. <laughs> That's cool. But um, yeah, so we, 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 we love them. We're really great. I mean, anyway. you can't argue with that math, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to also point out that New Zealand has brought out some great female artists, I have oh, to say. Have they? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know me, I like to celebrate women and what they do in the music industry and everything like that. So my last choice, which is like the big knockout choice, um, you, I don't know if you've heard of an artist called Lord. Who? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and in the mid two thousand and tens, she slayed the the, the game yeah, <laughs> with a really song did. called Royals. Yes. Boom boom. I sing it in gigs all because it's in my my key. Like I'd have mm. to change the key. It's just like in you know in the, in the sweet spot, all that kind of stuff. If we're gonna use the Asabi sc- scale of singability, I give it a ten. Yes. <laughs> Sort of thing, uh, and people love this song. Hey, it's actually it one of the most totally. successful digital selling singles of all time so far. Really, 10, 10 million units. Wow, uh, won two Grammys. Like mm. she, she kind of like was. It's she similar did. to Billie Eilish, where like we didn't really. Is she New Zealand? Billie Eilish. Really? No, no, she's American. She's American. Yeah. Why did I think she was from New Zealand? Kind of has that vibe. I mean, they're both they both started out that young. That young, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, Royals is all about your dissatisfaction, your discontent with luxurious lifestyle mm, people mm, and how mm. they waste their money and yes. how you go. Well, I'll never have that. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, and I love like just, I just I just think it's like a really well put together song. I love that it's vocal based, like, but it's just vocals at a beat. Yes, basically, yeah, basically. with a couple of synths here and there, yep. which mm. is like a testament to like it really was her tone that was the and her voice that was like the star, mm. you know, sort of thing, um, and the harmonies as well, like mm. you know. And then I love when that third, I, I'm thinking it's a third, when it comes on the gold teeth, grey goose tripping in the bathroom, yep. love skates, ball gown, stretching the hot down, we don't get all yes. that. Nice. I remember yeah. um, performing that when I was in a band. That was like our main. We were known for that cover. Oh wow! <laughs> but we funked it up a little bit and like yes, made yeah. it really, really just. Me. Acapella groups turn that tune oh, out. Well, the music's yeah. well, the blueprint's already there yeah, as well. Yeah. If you're going yeah, to do like an arc, they don't have to yeah, do too much with it. One. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, really, really big song. Um, it got a yeah Grammy wins. Um, huge metrics. Um, also, best became best friends with Taylor Swift. Like, she, oh wow! Yeah. And you know when well, you're best friends, you know, you've yeah. made it in oh, the yes. industry. If you yeah. are best friends with Taylor Swift, because yeah. she's definitely one of the biggest pop stars of her generation she for is. sure. So, yeah. I just want, and, or just a couple of quick um, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, staying with the uh, Kimbra vibe, her, track two on vows. So it's settled down, and then Cameo Lover, great song. That is a love great that song. one. I thought always liked it because it was like I was like, oh, this is more dancey. Like I can like pre drink to this before I go to the club sort yeah, of thing totally. yeah. loved have that have you seen the video clip to that I sure have so she has cute. great videos yeah she really does like I, it, I admire whoever she works with they turn $10 and make it look $10 million oh, yeah. it's this really yeah. really great talent that she works with mm. um, also there's a really, really I know I've known these guys for a, a while and they were really really famous when they were young in New Zealand and the band is called Specifics oh. and they um, have this great song called Sunshine Day and it's one of those ones where like they've just had this cult following that's kept them going like for years and years and years and years and years mm. I first heard of them through my friend Grace who was like have you heard of specifics we're going to go see them on the weekend because back then you know people actually enjoyed going to see live music yep. <laughs> all that kind of stuff and that's how I was introduced I had like they were like this semi-scar reggae but like like Maori like songs sort of thing they actually end up playing the Viper Room in LA which is a huge like that's yeah that's, huge. Well, that's, jo- that's Johnny Depp's um, yes. venue that's his venue yep. and you know it's one of those things where like I still love them and I don't think that I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're playing much around now but amongst the like uh, New Zealand and South Pacific Island communities they are the Jackson 5 like they are huge to the, to, mm. to, to the island communities because it's that thing of like oh like you know you got off the island and people you know and you made it sort yeah. of thing like that's yeah. a good thing you know you got to go to the mainland so to speak and make something of yourself which is really really cool and, I, and we'll have one more Brooke Fraser song I want to shout out <laughs> yeah 
and that song is called Love Where Is Your Fire. Listen to it. It's really, really... Oh, no, that's not the song. Oh, no, that's the song I want to shout out. Oh, whoopsies. Oh, no. no, no, no. It's on the Albertine album. It's the last track. Sorry about this. <laughs> and it's called The Thief. The Thief. And it's about someone that's stolen her heart. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, all right, that's the one. Sorry about that. Anyway, that's enough for me. I, I, I try to get through my choices really quickly these days. That's but, am- yeah. <laughs> it only took you an hour. No. Yes. That, that was amazing, Josh. Thank you so much for those choices. That was great. Appreciate it. Right. Go New Zealand. Yep. Gonna all right, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back to find out what Gracie Mack loves from New Zealand. Aitiora, hey, welcome back. Uh, to Yalai. Aloha. Alo- no. <laughs> Moana up in this bitch. Yeah. Just like- <laughs> I love that Moana, it was the whole thing was like, we haven't told you what island they're from. Yeah, it's right. just an Hawaiian. island. Yeah. It is Hawaiian, thank With, you. And it may be Tahitian, it may be yes. Hawaiian, it may be the I, Caribbean. I thought they were going for like a Pacific Island thing. For well, well I thought so too, island. but then they had American accents. Like, yeah. a, as, like I thought, you know, more is like South Pacific, I suppose. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Like, is it Hawaii in the South Pacific, though? Is Technically, it, it is. What's in the yeah. Pacific Ocean? It is, but yes. it is. It's far. But it's enough. not the South Pacific. Is it? When it's I think of South Pacific, I'm thinking from Samoa. Of like, oh no! Oh, when, when you do no, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but no, but it's not. It's not classed as a South Pacific island. Uh, probably not yeah, because yeah. it's American. It's not what I think of as the group of all. Yeah, yeah. Like well, well, it's not. It's not Samoa, yeah. Fiji, yeah. Tonga. Yeah, but it's yeah. got the same ties. So it. Well, there's a lot. Like I think some of those beautiful stories are the legends of those. But that's just why I probably love Moana because it mm. is based loosely yes, well, <laughs> on a know. legend, mm. on an island legend. Sort yes, of thing. yes. Uh, which is cool. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, who cares? We're not talking about the South Pacific. We're but we're talking about New Zealand. 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 Aetiora, Aetiora. And uh, we've heard from Asabi and we've heard from myself. I'm actually really keen for this playlist, by the way. Like, me too. Yes, me yeah. too. I love New Zealand. Uh, me too. It's so exciting to listen to. And we're going to throw it over to Gracie Mack because she's got some great choices to add to this oh, playlist. Well, I'm going to kick it off with uh, the other big group from the Brothers Finn, uh, Split Ends. Hey, Split Ends. Oh, yeah. Shout out to so, Liam you know, Madden again because he loves Split Ends. <laughs> yeah, he loved the Finn Brothers. Hey, like yeah, yeah. The oh, obsessed. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the Wiggles. They were his. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he was a huge Wiggles. Two muses right there. <laughs> Mm. Well, um, yeah, as Asabi mentioned, Crowded House earlier was started by Neil Finn and his brother Tim Finn, uh, as a precursor to Crowded House, started a group called Split Ends, which was um, <laughs> the first album's pretty weird. <laughs> like the, yes, the very I old agree. alt rock psych. I, I don't know. It's I'm not I'm not good with genres to be honest. It's an experience to say describing, the least. but yeah, yeah, it's um it's very experimental and it, it sounds like they're having fun. Basically, I feel like they're just being really. Um, excited by different ideas with music and they're just pumping it all out. It sounds like uh, the sort of album you'd make with your first uni band. That's what it sounds yeah, like to me. Okay. That's such a great you know description because yeah. I know that feeling so yeah, well. And we're not going to have a chorus or a bridge because yeah. we're anti-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what they sound like to me. <laughs> Which is absolutely has a place. Yes. But, um, but oh, then they, they sort of slowly got a little bit more pop, a little bit more mainstream and then Neil started Crowded House and that was way more mainstream and accessible for the mainstream media. Uh, so, but Split Ends, uh, I've chosen a message to my girl. Hey, oh. I'll give you a little clap. Which, I love this song. Yeah. It's a 1983 song from their eighth and second last album. So they did, I think, nine studio albums. I think there was a Before 83. one as well. Yeah, crazy, Holy right? moly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the album's called Conflicting Emotions. Um, the song was written by Neil Finn because they, even though the band was was started by Tim and Neil wasn't originally in it um, and vice versa for Crowded House, they both played in each other's bands at certain points. Right, there was lots of like yeah. me- members came and went and, came, and it was like there's lots of collaborative stuff happening. That So anyway, song um, was written by Neil and he's the vocalist on it. And the band released it in 84 as a single the year after they released it with the album. Um, it picked at number 12 in Australia and only number 28 in New Zealand. Oh. Really? Yeah, mm. Australia liked it a little bit better. Mm. And this wow. song brings me a lot of joy. I really, really like it. It reminds me of driving to the shops on a Saturday morning with my dad, who would always be listening to 101.7, which in Sydney was the classic FM channel, mm. playing like golden oldies and all that sort of shit. 
so I was super familiar with all this kind of music um I guess like 80s and 90s or 70s to 90s like rock dad band stuff (laughs) super familiar with this from my childhood um and it has this it has really cool harmony to it like the way that the chord shift and the way that it's arranged, it's um, it has this like really lovely um, piano riff, do 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 do, really melodic, mm. and then just kind of chunky chords, and it's just really sweet and really eighties, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Nice. So I'm gonna go chronologically for this. So that was eighty three, released as a single in eighty four. Then my next one is eighty six. It's called Slice of Heaven by Dave Dobbin. Oh, you guys familiar? Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. No. <laughs> Um, Dave Dobbin, New Zealand guy. He also has a band called The Herbs singing BVs on this on this particular song. Um, he was a pretty, f- I think he was relatively well known in New Zealand before this because he was part of two bands. What were they called? I've written them down. DD Smash. <laughs> Some pop group called DD Smash and The Dudes, but The is spelled T H apostrophe because they're edgy. Oh, right. Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Dudes. So he had so those two bands and they were sort of had a few little successes in New Zealand. And then this was, he was asked to write the soundtrack for a movie um, called Foot Rot Flats, which is, I'm sure Sabi have no idea what that is. But um, if you grew up in Australia, then you potentially would, if you grew up in Australia not around the 90s. Um, or 80s potentially as well yeah um, so in 1986 this film came out Foot Rot Flats A Dog's Tale and it was it's a cartoon oh cool and I had it on VHS I watched it a lot <laughs> as a kid um, and uh, this song was one of the theme songs where it was made it really big from this song um, from this um, movie um, and so yeah so Dave Dobbin wrote this sound I think he wrote most of the soundtrack for it yeah and then released this song on his own album two years later in 1988 on his album Loyal um, the movie yeah it's a cartoon and it's I actually thought it was Australian when I was a kid because I was in Australia watching it and it's like follows the life of the sheep farmer and his border collie <laughs> And <laughs> Sorry. and he's like he just talk, he talks really country like a bogan and to me I thought that was Australian. Oh right. Did he, does he sound Australian or does he sound? Well, I probably to to you I imagine he would because it's not okay. like a really clipped New Zealand accent. You right. Know what I mean? okay. Like yeah, it's yeah, that kind yeah. of yeah kind of softer, neutral. Yeah. Um, mm. the way that Australian can be as well. So yeah. so yeah, as a kid I always thought it was Australian. So I was actually surprised to discover. Well, only in the last few years it was New Zealand. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so and it was based on this uh, comic strip, I think, from a newspaper that this oh, cartoonist okay. Murray Ball had made about this New Zealand oh. sheep farmer mm-hmm. and a border collie, and then someone decided to make it into a movie. As you do, <laughs> as you do, and it was New Zealand's first feature-length animated film. Oh, really? The very first one. Wow. wow. In '86, yeah. They've come a long way because I mean, what with all the Lord of the Rings movies and the animation oh, yeah. on that, yeah. jeez. But they were, you know, I mean, like, um, did you ever see that movie? Um, What's the, with the with the boy and the pelican, Storm Boy? I never saw that. That was their first like feature that, yeah. length film, I'm pretty sure. And so like they were pretty like the film industry wasn't pumping yeah. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty few. It's and doing all right between. now though. Yeah. Yeah. They had Xena. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Xena was good. <laughs> it was man. amazing. Yeah. I love Xena. Um so Dobbin, Dave, Dave Dobbin. Uh, he chose to settle in Australia after this song because it was so successful and he was just really popular in Australia. Um <laughs> some meat industry in Australia reworked the song. So the chorus goes, Her love shines over my horizon. She's a slice of heaven in the background, slice of heaven. And the meat ad changed it to, yeah, you guessed it, Slice of Devon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and it became really successful. I must have gotten a check for that. Because yes. Oh, man. Yeah. That would kill me if someone did that I would to have my charged song. Devon as well, like the worst Millions meat. of Devon dollars. Devon reminds me of like primary school. Like oh, having yeah. Like a Devon I would put like, yeah, tomato sauce. Sauce, bread and Devon. bread and Devon. That is the Aussie classic right there. Oh, Oh, my, and my disgusting. mom would just die inside because she could imagine what's happening to my inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, that's uh, um, this song. I have always, and I probably, yeah, I still want this song to be played at my funeral. I fucking love it. Aww. I think it's awesome. Noted. Yep. <laughs> Everyone take note just in case. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Dying? <laughs> I think Get we're planning a funeral, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun to me. Yay. Just two in one. Do the playlist at the same time. Be fine. <laughs> I'm nothing but a multitasker. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a really joyous song. It starts with this big kind of raucous band. Um, the herbs going da 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 ba, do, da. Oh, it's that song. Da, do, do, da, oh my god, I know that. Yes, okay. yeah, lots I know of people that. have heard that song. Yeah. It was also on an ad here in Australia. I think for like, it's been, yes. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was for like furniture removal or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, something da, weird. Da 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 boom, boom, boom. Okay, yeah. sorry, I keep, I'm not gonna yeah. St- keep. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry yeah, so there you go. I love that song. <laughs> and playing my funeral thinking. Yes. Okay, moving along. We're going to jump straight up from 1986 to Can I Find My Place in the Thing to 2004. Oh, wow. That's a huge And I jump. also have chosen a Brooke Fraser song. Whoa, yes. I'm going to give you a clap for that. Thank you. Because yes. so I, I was trying to think back to I, I did go to Google, I went to Google. <laughs> New Zealand artist. Yes, Yes, same. I went to do it and then I was like, no, I don't need to do this shit. Like I've heard so many New Zealand artists and I just thought back to who did I used to love, like even though I'm not listening to them now, which was Brooke Fraser. When I was six and listening back to her first album, the precursor to what Josh mentioned. Yes. um, What to do with Daylight. What to do with Daylight. um, It, I know every fucking riff to that song, like to that whole album. Like this particular song I chose was arithmetic. (gasps) It's so, so beautiful, much. and I remember it just took me back this you're a piano listening player to it too, today. So yeah, it's yeah. it's such a lovely piano part, and the string quartet, and it's just it's just so sweet, and her dulcet tones over the top. If I had, if I subtract, if I, uh, oh yeah, forgotten the reason that comes for the fact that you are the sun. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. it's so pretty. She was very young when she wrote this album she's too. Very, yeah, yeah, she's very young, and you know, I think she's still figuring out her sound or whatever. But I just I just remember as a 16-year-old listening to it and just thinking it was so beautiful. Um, and so I've added it in. The song hit number 38 on the New Zealand charts. So, you know, not huge, but it was her very first single from her debut album. But her album did really well just in general in New so, Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I it think, did. I think it got like two times gold or something like that. It was, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, the video clip, it um, it's just kind of like – not much of a Very concept, simple. but we're not talking Kimbra here, okay? We're yes. talking, <laughs> we're talking. She's just at her piano. Sony gave her seven dollars. Dimly and lit, deal yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dimly lit. Fairy lights on the piano. Which I love. Fairy lights around her. Yeah, very pretty. Um, she got a string quartet with her. Fairy lights on the music stands, and the amount of fairy lights. Oh, we can you keep a secret? Yeah. But those amount, the amount of fairy lights that they used. Um, won her an award for most used fairy lights oh in a film clip. <laughs> studio two or one. She's a record breaker. Yes. <laughs> and what can't she yeah. do? Yes. Oh, that's a stunning song. That's a, that's on. What, oh, I have a play, I have a playlist that I have called Bedtime Zen, oh, where yeah. like if I need to like tell my brain to shut up, this is the, and that that song is on the. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. It was. It was. I gotta say, it was very enjoyable listening to it again today. Aww. Um, and for my fifth and final choice, <sighs> um, it is a Kimbra song. I mean, I had to add her in, you know, I had to add her in. Yes. Um, I've chosen Miracle, which is from her second album, The Golden Echo, released in 2014. So the sec- yeah, album after Vows, that the other true spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the single, second single from the album. The first one was 90s music. If anyone's familiar with her at all. Um, it's a real like modern pop disco track. It's awesome. Oh, it's super fun. Really, really fun. Super joyous. Driving groove. The video clip is her. She's in this really awesome little red number, like this little kind of um, sparkly red, teeny little outfit. And she's like strutting down the streets of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, is where it's filmed. She's just going down the street and there's like a bit of choreography and stuff. It's super cute and like joyous street party thing. Yeah. Um, but she, she does this in so many video clips and in her live shows. She'll have. Um, in this case, it was an Australian designer, but she'll pick like a designer and they'll design several different looks for the show, for the video clip. She does this in a lot of stuff. It's really cool. Like she's she's very, as we said before, and I, as I've said many times, she's um, very um, focused on visual art as well as not just the oral. 
Um, so she, yeah, she's in this cute little red number and then it just slowly morphs into different red outfits of like varying degrees in the same kind of, I guess they kind of the same look and the same style, but um, yeah, just in different things. And so the, um, these particular outfits are by Australian designer Jane Lee Major, oh. if anyone's into them. Um, but I saw her live once and she sometimes like she hits, sometimes she hits it. Like this looks really great in this video clip. But then sometimes she misses the mark, I feel like, with because she'll just pick some like it looks like a random art project that someone's uh, just like yes. pasted onto her. Yes, oh. it's um yeah. she uh, I think um because her natural inclination is to go pin up, like in, in a way. Mm. Like I or I th- what what when did this come out? This is twenty fourteen. So this is so this is getting she's Post getting much Gaga. more yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. The Gaga era is all about oh just stick some glitter on it. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this yeah, this is like when she's getting like the pin up thing is like long gone for her yes and she's getting very um eccentric with looks and like and really experimenting with lots of cool stuff right so like a bowie moment yeah (laughs) yeah and she still is really like she's always experimenting with different things but um but yeah she would just like pick a designer and they'd put her in some like crazy shit (laughs) that's what what she'd be wearing nice yeah it was great so those are my five choices i do have one honorable mention tell us um, because I didn't, I just put this in as an honorable mention because I didn't realize she was New Zealand. It's that song "Sway" by Bic Runga. Oh, really? I didn't know that was a New Zealand song. Neither did I. That song that you just said—that's what I thought Asabi was talking about back in the movie soundtracks episode. Oh, yeah. When it was that Lisa Lieb song, whatever it was, Loeb. Yes. I thought that was the song that. And I was thinking "Sway" the entire time, so I was like, I love that song. And then when I listened to the playlist, I was like. That's not what I had in my head. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Which happens often with some of your choices, <laughs> both of you. With me, I'm like, I think I know it. And then I'm like, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that song as yeah, well. Yeah, it's Sway. so beautiful. And yeah. I, I just wanted to yeah, give her a shout out because, uh, yeah, I um, didn't have any Maori people in my playlist and oh. she's Malaysian and of Maori descent. Is so yeah, really? I want to put her in there. Yeah. I did half not Malaysian, know that. Half Malaysian, half Maori. Oh. Yeah. Oh. My old so group covered that. Yeah, is she? Yeah, Ricky Malaysian Lee's got, and yeah, No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I think she has New Zealand, no, she's like got New Zealand descent. Yeah. Oh, right. I was going to put but, okay. a Ricky Lee song in it. I'm like, that's a far-fetched like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you dig it. Yeah. I, mean. oh, no, I loved her Fear and Freedom album. I actually yeah. have a bit of a fan artist relationship with her. We'll talk about that later at a point um <laughs> but um her yeah her fear and freedom album 2012 is gay realness it's gay it's gay rights in an album to be quite honest it's yeah. amazing what can't you do beautiful well thank you so much for your choices grace i always love i feel i get like um appeased and educated all in the space of 10 minutes it's great well we're gonna have a course okay can't speak we're gonna have a short little break and we'll be back with our favorite section of the week stay tuned when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thank you, Mastercard. Yo, 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 yes. yo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, if you want some low interest rates, uh, yeah, well, that's what we'll do. <laughs> All right. All right. So, we've t- uh, the theme this week has been across the pond, New, mm-hmm. New Zealand mm-hmm. music. Yes. We've had a great plethora of choices. Oh, yeah. Now, this is this is awkward because it feels like it's the Australian music slash um, our friends music where I feel awkward giving a flop. Oh, <laughs> because right. they're, yeah. Because they're so I'm, close I'm to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. Of thing. But, um, you know, we're up to our favourite section of the week, which is... It's, it's a, a flop. flop. 
Alrighty, so with the good comes with the bad, the yin, the yang, <laughs> the Sunny and share of, yeah. <laughs> of choices, I'm team share personally. Okay. Yes, mm. and we're going to talk about a New Zealand song that we really aren't feeling, so we'll start with Asabi. Oh, Can you please give us your choice? Oh, I'm going to get my ass handed to me for this. Um, so, Melting Pot by <laughs> When the Cat's Away. Oh. Now, I just want to say, it's a not... Scandal. A bad song, like because it it you know it did really well on the charts. It was number one in New Zealand, but so when the cats away is a was a covers band, a female covers band, and it's a fun upbeat sort of song. And but there was just something that was rubbing me the wrong way when I was listening to it. And it's a cover, so it's a cover from a nineteen. Let's just see what year was it? Uh, A nineteen sixty nine band called Blue Mink in the UK. Yeah, that's the originated the song. Yeah. yeah, and so this group and and the intentions were good, you know. Like so, I when I listened to the original, and I heard the lyrics. I'm like, oh, that's why I don't like it, because to me, it's sort of in my view, it popularizes colorism. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. All right. <laughs> and, and I like I get what they're trying to say, and I think, oh, this is that's it's a nice sentiment, but it's basically saying that all of us that are here today are not good enough. And we all need to just blend and be one color, and that's going to solve the issue. And I'm kind of like, oh, well. That's a little like <laughs> all lives matter to me personally. Yeah, like, right. Little, it's, it's a little like, oh, um, I don't see skin color. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Which I think is a terrible phrase. It's a I cop can't, out. I can't yeah. stand it. Anyway, when we're not going to get that. too political. Anyway. Yet. So that's my flop. And yeah, we flop colorism in general, actually. The Mm. the ugly sister of racism, colorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Asabi, for your um, unreserved honesty. (laughs) (laughs) I am anything if not honest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we're going to ask Gracie Mack. Now, she's an advocate for New Zealand music. Actually, you're an advocate for music in general, I have to to say. She's a a musicologist. You are a musicologist. I I do respect you for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I've always feel like that I'm the number one musicologist in my life, but I do rate you. (laughs) (laughs) You've got, you've got shit that I don't have though. Like you've got, I think we've got different set of skills. Which is why I think this podcast works. I know. I learned so much from you. It's really cool. I'm from Asabi. Oh, yes, me too. Oh, I mean, what job? But, but back to the business. But why aren't you digging, girl? Why aren't you digging? Yes, let's get on with it. Well, it's actually by one of the Finn brothers. Understandable. That's it's okay. Tim Finn, like in a random solo jaunt that he took. It's a song called Fraction to My Friction. Fraction, Fraction what? to my fr- I Fraction, pressed the button you did, you too did early. Sorry. Fraction too much friction is terrible. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure that's been mentioned on a podcast on, or, on an episode before. Has. Do you not reckon? Oh, well, it was pre me, so I didn't give a shit. Is Tim Finn the one that wrote um, Ladies in Black? Music I'm not for sure who wrote it. It's either Neil or Tim Finn. I don't know because it's, yeah, I it can be Neil so interchangeable. Did, a lot of, stuff. did yeah. Neil do more of the songwriting than Tim? Well, I know they did. Well, they it also, depends on the band. They also did a music. Oh, okay. Like Credit they, House, always, nearly Neil. always Neil. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's Tim Finn. Oh, well, this anyway. is Tim Finn. Okay, beautiful. Um, and it's terrible. It's like, there's a fraction too much friction. It's terrible. Oh, good. So, <laughs> was, so was the music to his music version of Twelfth Night. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All righty. Well, I have a flop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I just want to preface. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know why I don't usually preface. I just feel extra bad today. But uh, <laughs> um, I just want to say, first of all, Stan Walker is an incredible singer. Uh-oh. I rate his voice so <laughs> hard. Yeah, he's a great singer. Um, he is. He's just that, beautiful. You know, caramel tone, you know, got a really, mm. really big range. I loved... Um, Jessica Malboy did a song called Galaxy with him, and mm-hmm. he sounded really good in that. Um, but the, I'm flopping his first ever single, Black Box. Yeah. I flop most winner, like Australian Idol winner singles. Um, right. Okay. Like, yeah, they're like, like, it, it's no angels brought me here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah, Grace, she's well acquainted with that song. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's actually not a bad song, to be honest. Yeah, and also A Moment yeah. Like This by Kelly Clarkson. I dig that one yeah, as well. That was a good all one. Right. Oh, yeah. but well, but that's right. But that's getting into American. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Australian. Oh, yes, Australian Idol singles dodge. are generally pretty bad. Um, Definitely bad at like songwriting and well, all the stuff sad. after the competition. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you know that the I think the best-selling single post-Australian Idol, I think is still Anthony Kalia's version of The Prayer. 
Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, and he didn't win. Do you know, I did a, I performed at a Carol's in the Gold Coast and he was there and yes. he sung to a back and joke of the prayer. I was like, this is, dude, this is like 15 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Oh, he God. must be well, dying you know, inside. Yeah, that's true. Well, Anthony Clear is a very good, actually, Anthony Clear is a very good singer as well. He's an excellent singer. Yeah. I was like, oh I my actually God. don't respond well to his, it's actually his stage craft that I don't respond to very well because I feel like he sees a different production in his head to what we're watching. Right. Like, he's imagining Vegas, Celine Dion, like, sort of thing, which is, I guess, like, you know, and he's a, getting a like to him. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but he's a, he's a very really good, he's a very very good singer. Like yeah. I rate him yeah, very like. Great, really. yeah. But yeah, black box by Stan Walker. It yeah. ain't, it ain't, yeah, the, it ain't nah, the business, nah. y'all. It ain't I, the business. I, All right. Well, that's another episode. All yeah. wrapped up. It was nice Number to be back, 24. everyone. Yeah, yeah 24, 24 episodes. episodes. I wonder, when does the season finish? I don't know. Because, you know, most seasons are 22 episodes. <laughs> Our spreadsheet episodes. finishes at 30. Yeah. So. Does it? Okay, yeah. maybe. Well, <laughs> well, all right. Well, but I think like, well, yeah, but we can probably, and we'll talk this off, about off the, I don't know why we're talking logistics on the microphone. Anyway, so have a great week. It was so great to get to know everyone again and listen yeah. to the, and talk about the music. We'll be back next week with another episode of Shafology. Thanks for coming in the lab. We've got Asabi Goodman. Hey. Gracie Mack. I'm Josh Devetta, and we are signing out. Have a great week. Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.